0: So obviously, Makanaka and Home are two of the songs that we play incessantly on the station. So, of course, we know um, Celebrate Africa. But the last time we spoke with these guys, they were in South Africa. They'd come from Zimbabwe. We thought we know where they're at. The next thing I hear, they've gone all the way to America. But, you know, life is small. Technology makes everyone accessible. So hello, the two of you.
1: It's good to be here. Uh, good to be with you. Good to be chatting.
2: Janine, really good to be with you. And uh, yeah, just appreciate all the love and support from you guys. Uh, it, it's been a nice journey.
0: If you make good music, we'll be there to support you. It's when the music sucks that the media gets all quiet. <laughs> <laughs> so You're doing well. Um, I am curious, though, why all the way to America and you're not even together? Uh, give me the backstory.
2: Yeah, okay. Well, so I have uh, I have four kids and one wife. Um, I, I could have had two, but I think, I think I settled for one. And so we, 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 we actually have kids in California, uh, who are going to school here, um, at, at, at a school called Bethel, uh, Christian Academy, which is great. And so Rachel and my, and, and myself, we go back and forth from Africa. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, Dan, I can, he can speak for himself, but we, we constantly link up all the time as much as we can.
0: So what, did you follow the kids to school and that's why you're there? Or did you want to do some music there in America as well?
2: Really good. So it's a little bit of both. Um, so we did, uh, I, I, I've i done uh, music school here in Northern California. And then also my kids have, uh, we just really wanted them to be in this kind of a space uh, for this season, really excited about what God's doing up here. And so that was the decision. It was a bit of music, bit of kids.
0: And uh you know a lot of love all right, and the kids are also musically inclined because Bethan is not only known for theology, they're known for music
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly, so it's great, so my kid my my son uh is eleven, his name's Levi, and he's already uh part of different worship sets, he's playing piano, he's writing songs, and so definitely fostering that in in another generation i think is 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 very exciting to see.
0: <laughs> the man's building a band. Okay, let's get to Daniel. Daniel, what are you doing <laughs> in Dallas?
1: <laughs> That's a good question, Hey, eh? It's a very good question. <laughs> no, but uh,
0: <laughs> I just,
1: uh, I came out here, there's, there's some music work that I was doing out here and um, I'm really involved with a really great church called Gateway Church as well. And so, yeah, just, just following the leading of the Lord as he leads, you know, but I was in California for a season and then I moved to Dallas, you know, end of 2020. So yeah, just been two years in Dallas and making music and, Serving the Lord out here. So it's good.
0: Uh, okay. Are you also dragging a family along?
1: No, I'm not dragging a family along. Not yet. Dan's <laughs> dragging himself. <laughs> I'm dragging myself.
0: Is that a full-time job right there?
1: <laughs> it is. Full-time, full-time. So, But hopefully soon we'll have a family and, you know, have a wife. You know, Janine, kind of things, you Janine, know? Janine, that's something that we can get the whole and pray
2: for. <laughs> is Dan's family. It's really true. The, 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 the family doesn't be it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is a prayer point. We'll celebrate. Exactly. When we stand <laughs> exactly. Before please. Inspiration, yeah. <laughs> but doesn't, doesn't it complicate your life if the ones in Dallas and the ones in California? Doesn't that make it harder to make music?
1: We make it work. And I think the good thing is we, we make plans to get together quite a bit as well.
0: What? Just how far is it from one another?
1: It's about a three
2: hour flight, uh, depending on which airport you choose. Um, but yeah, three hour flights is not too bad. And I think just with technology and even during COVID forced us to, uh, to find different rhythms on how we can collaborate, um, and, and, and write and work together and produce. So it's, um, yeah, we've been, we've been able to make it work. Um, I think, I think it would be cool at some point to be in the same space and we're just kind of seeing what these next, um, few months and years look like, but yeah, we've made it work and, uh, still writing more than ever. So
0: Okay. So explain to me, like, you, you know, release, you release the song. Hallelujah. So, so do you, uh, the one writes the melody in the one space and the other guy takes it uh, or you zoom a lot. And then how does the recording then work? Do you come together in one studio to get this done? Let's get all practical.
2: Uh, all right. Let me, Dan, let me jump in quick because jump this, in. this to me is a fun story. So we, Dan came to visit me in California And, and he had, he had kind of a basic, uh, you know, beat. Sometimes we do top liners. So we'll have something that's already there and then we'll write over it. So we literally, Janine had, had people, we we sat and said, okay, Dan, you go into another room. I'm going to go into another room. We're going to write in a separate room. So we were together, but we made ourselves get into separate rooms and then gave ourselves, I think like 10 minutes. So 10 minutes each. And we came back. Um, and, and Dan had like a piece of the song. I had another piece and then we had like two pieces that worked together. And then within, within 10 minutes, we had the framework of the song. Um, so we, we forced each other to go in different rooms and we wrote separately. And then we came together and they blended together.
0: How does the music influence now work? Cause when you were in Zimbabwe and even then, when you came to South Africa, even though we're in this, you know, in, in, in Africa, there's a lot of influence from America and from all of the other countries in the world, but now you're based in America. Do you now have more influence coming from that side or are you um, amazing them with our African flavors?
1: I, I think, I think our influence is still very much African flavors. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if we're too much getting influence from the American side, but, uh, uh yeah, I think I think I think obviously the world is changing so much with the the music is really it's it's so everything's really cross pollinating in an amazing way. So but but for sure for us I think our, our main flavors come from from Africa. It's just it's you know, which we grew up with our whole lives, what we we really relate to. So yeah, I think that's probably our main flavour.
0: Okay, but like Daniel, you now are involved with with Gateway? Isn't that like We carry Job and then was um Yes,
1: yes, yes. Exactly.
0: Now what what I'm wondering is you have the opportunity to bring some of this flavor there because they've got a very strong identity in their music and they've got their this is what they sound like same with bethel they've got a sound that they sound like um and then the people from all over the world come but you've got something to offer i mean you've got the kind of rhythm that they can't even do on that side i remember when one of the artists from america came to south africa to record, yeah, because our African sound they cannot replicate. They can't duplicate no. it. There. It's just not possible for them. So, are they open for you to infuse a little of of our uniqueness in their sound, or haven't you been there long enough?
1: You know, I haven't. I haven't been here long enough to try. But um, I'm, I, maybe it's maybe at some point there'll be the opportunity to to lay some some African flair in there. But uh, it's true. They it, it's i found working with different people here on music for different projects it is very difficult for them to understand the rhythms and the and, and the African sound. It, they, they cannot replicate it. It's very interesting. Um, it, it does go more Latin if they try, you know, yeah. but, but to get it to sound like Africa just doesn't happen. So it's, it's definitely interesting, but hopefully, hopefully there'll be an opportunity and I'll be able to sneak some of that in there. <laughs>
0: I'm just thinking you've now got this song. Like even Hallelujah, it's very much, it's, it's our sound. So do you have the opportunity to play it now to some of the people there? Or do you even do that? Or do you feel, don't feel, you know, bold enough yet to go and say, excuse me, I've got some awesome music for you to listen to? Because I'm sure it'll impress them or at least, you know, make them more curious about what we have to offer. If they hear a song that's well produced, like this one has, do you have the opportunity to lay it before some people there? Um,
1: you know, I haven't really taken the opportunity to do it. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure I could, but I, I just haven't yet. So maybe it's worth looking into. You know, getting them to hear a bit of the African sound.
0: Daniel, yeah, am, I think I'm am I detect, detecting some chickenness. Yeah, Tommy, maybe you can do some better yeah. than in California. No,
2: I, I think, I think, I, I, I think, I think this is what pays to have a family. So my family uh my kids actually it's really cool to have kids that that think your songs are the coolest songs because <laughs> they're like hey dad they, they were telling me the other day they're like dad um you know my favorite band is you and dan and then like you know a few other people and i was like really guys like i didn't pay you for this so what's cool <laughs> is my kids are going in to even like you know places like Bethel school and some of the worship stuff they're playing the songs and we're getting great feedback we're getting um, you know, even, even testimonies of what the song is doing in different classrooms. So they're playing at a chapel and everything like that. So what what's great is, you know, and I think you hit it on the head is we have, we have a sound. And I think one of the biggest things that is, I think as a responsibility is, as God has given us something to steward is to continually, um, you know, steward what we've been given, not try to be someone else, not try to take, you know, what Bethel Gateway is doing and say, cool, let's, let's do something like that, but actually just steward what God has given us. Um, And I think, you know, I think instead of importing things like we know in Africa, we're so good at, I believe it's a season where God's given us something so special um, with what he's doing here that we are, are, we're going to be exporting a new kind of sound and something that really touches the world. And so that's, that's, that's kind of where we're at right now is how do we continue to foster what's, what God has given us Um, to to impact the world and take this message further.
0: Yeah, I'm just thinking, you know, when someone does something unique, even if you think like way back when like Vineyard, they had a sound, then integrity had a sound, then heel song had a sound, and it was it was definitely something new, and then suddenly everybody started sounding like that when um when Kim Walker started giggling, everybody started giggling you know no there's there's something about having something unique that you let la- that that people latch onto because it hasn't been done before, and especially in America, I think you guys are strategically placed now you're really at some of the uh, movers and shakers when it comes to to worship music in America. Um, maybe you're there for a reason. Um, Tommy, I want to ask you something about the kids now. About, about, I mean, they are now studying in American schools. And uh, my perception of American schools is it's quite different from what we used to in Africa. Uh, maybe because you guys are English, you are more English schools are more liberal than maybe the African schools would be. In, in South Africa, but do you find that it's the, the way they present education there is, is different?
2: I definitely think so. And and I would say though, that we in Northern California, where we are, uh, just with Bethel Christian Academy, we have, it's kind of a, I don't think that, that would be the same style of teaching as across America is. Uh, they have a very, very unique way of doing it. In fact, uh, they incorporate a lot of um, Bible teaching, a lot of chapels, a lot of worship, a lot of, um, study of scripture. And so that's been very exciting for us to see. Um, and you know, our kids living out their faith in a, in a day-to-day environment. So I I don't think that's the same for every other school in America. Um, but I mean, I grew up with, you know, high socks and garters and a tie and a blazer. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it was very, very different, very stringent. Sometimes, when I, you know, when I tell my kids what what my school was like, they look at me like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what, Janine, they have gone to school in Zimbabwe. Um, so they were all born and, and, and spent their first few years of their life there. And so they do have this incredible, um, I guess, you know, palette of, 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 of experience um, that's, that, that they've been able to be part of. So they've, they've done school in the British school system and in the American school system, which is, which has been fun to watch.
0: What ages are they now?
2: So they range from 11, 9, 7, and 4. So j- just, just all out of diapers and just before girlfriends and boyfriends.
0: <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So, so what's the plan now Are you, is the plan now um let me ask this daniel daniel is the plan now to stay in america do you do you want to come back to africa on stage or is it is this a season in your life or do you think this is permanent
1: uh you know i think it's a season and i just think you know i think it's also just following the leading of the lord as, as he moves but the desire for africa is for sure my heart but uh you just you just never know. You know, I didn't think I'd be in Texas and here I am. So it's just it's just following as the Lord leaves. I think it's hard to know, you know, so much is changing and moving so quickly in the world that you just kind of for me I just take it a few months at a time and just trust God with the next steps.
0: Okay, so you still have a heart for Africa
1: um Oh a hundred percent. One hundred percent. It'll it'll always be a part of my world and and if I if I live here for a bit longer, I'd for sure be there, you know, months of the year for sure, and, uh-uh. and vice versa. But it also depends on who you meet and who you marry, you know. So that could be another prayer point, you know.
0: <laughs> okay, so when we um, pray for you, we must pray for an African girl to win your heart that it's not another American enough. <laughs> an
1: yeah, American girls good. Uh, I don't mind an African girl, but an American girl is good right now. And uh, just it's Closer. Just <laughs> with a heart for Africa, you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, there are some of those. There are, it's just that if you like, try and explain to me now if you ministry in Africa. How's it different from ministry in America?
1: Goodness. eh? Um, Ministry in Africa.
2: Because the audience
0: does determine how you present the gospel.
2: There, there, there is a lot of cultural nuances that, that shape the way the gospel is presented. It's the same gospel, same Holy spirit, same life. Uh, The, what I've discovered, I've I've only been in the U S for two, two and a half years. So I haven't been here too long. Um, And, what I what I've noticed is that in Africa uh, there's there's a very much a family feel um, where the gospel is presented in a way that and and is received in a way where there is ubuntu there is a family there is uh, you know I am because we are um, and especially in really healthy churches there's there's such a dynamic of family um, I I've seen that in the US but it more so becomes um, there's a lot of, how do I say it? Positions, right? So everything there's so much mechanical structures that allow things to run smoothly and efficiently and excellently that you almost remove the need for people away from the church. And you focus on the mechanisms that make the church work as opposed to in Africa, we have so many mechanisms and systems that are broken. You actually need to depend and rely on people. Um, in a way that, that, that the first world doesn't have to. And so I would say that one of the biggest things that is strength of the African church is we really do need each other. Mm. Um, it's, it's very easy for a first world environment to just say, right, everything's on autopilot and you know, uh, the opportunity to lay your life down for someone else, it almost has to be like cried out of someone's hand. Like, let me lay my life down for you because I have to, it's like, wait, but I mean, you know, if I get a flat tire, there's systems that, you know, take care of everything there's, you know, there's always lights on. Uh, We don't need to, uh, you know, we don't need to go out of our way necessarily because there's systems that meet every problem. And I think, I think there's a, well, let me not say every problem, lots of problems, but I think in Africa we're consistently forced to lay our lives down for one another For the sake of the gospel to serve each other because there's such brokenness um you know where where we come from so i'd say that's big big difference that i've seen in in the church dynamic
0: so with with it being more relational do you do you think people are seen better you know a a structure handles flow better but you become a number very easily where where when you've got to see a person to catch the ball from falling or the egg from, from crashing to the floor. I wonder sometimes if, if our structures sometimes negate relationships and that, um, that we miss a lot of person-to-person connection because of our structures.
2: I, I think they can. I, I think that's a really good point. I don't think it's wrong to have structures because this… No. You know the the American Church is so dynamic, they're so giving. if you look at statistically, the American Church gives more than all the churches across the world. so so there's something so powerful about it, but what you said is right. It's easy to become a number um where where when you you know when you like like I mean even even the scriptures talks about being refined in the fire. there's something about what God does and builds that's pure and precious and holy when there's fire. And I think he does that in relationships too. Um, I met a lot of people who've been part of big, big movements in church here, and they'll just be like, "Hey, there's something different about you guys. Um, we, we feel like we feel like there's much to learn from the the church in Africa," and I and I, and I think there's a point.
0: Daniel, what do you think? Uh, I, I, you know,
1: I, I I have to say I disagree with what you guys are saying because, yeah, the structures can can actually isolate people from real relationships sometimes because the structure is so perfect that you get put into a silo in your category in your place and everyone does exactly what they're supposed to do which makes things run extremely efficiently but it can remove that relational aspect for sure you know or can at least make it feel a little bit more diminished and uh yeah you can feel a bit more replaceable i'd say
0: i'm also curious about another thing because you now have Access to to what we see from a distance, okay? Um, gateway, same with Bethel, and those. If, you, if you're in the churches, we see the videos, we see the DVDs happening there, and what we see is professional. It looks excellent, you know, everything, yeah. and even the flow is is well done,
2: <laughs> you yeah. know.
0: And sometimes I wonder whether these productions obviously it doesn't look like that every single week when you just go to church and worship. In any case, um, but. The question is a hard question. How much heart is left? How much um, spontaneity is left when you've got so many people involved in something that has to happen smoothly? You understand what I'm asking?
2: Very much so. I, I, I guess, you know, at a place like Bethel, it, it almost does feel like every Sunday is as as what you see online. Um, they're really, really professional, alden excellence. Uh, I would say that what I've kind of come to the realization of is, if 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 we can see fruit in what they're doing, you know, God's moving through it, and He chooses who He works with, and so I think there's there's such fruit that comes from what what's happening, um, and and they've got something that has really worked for them. So I think there's there, I I've I've been around enough where the teaching and the um uh you know the heart line with what, what, what they're doing with their hands. It really, really does. Um, but at the same time, I I do feel like, you know, we have something that's very special coming from Africa for our time. And I think we need to lean into it and be excited about it. And I think we need to uh, celebrate it. I really do. I think the people that are riding, um, you know, we don't need to get into a place where we compare ourselves, but just say, God, what have you given us? What do we need to give out um what is your songs that you're singing over africa what's your songs that you're singing over this generation um who need hope who need inspiration who need the touch of your love and i think if i think that's what they're doing for the us audience i i, I don't know if they're focused on you know they, i don't know if they're thinking about people in africa but i know that when we write and when expressions are coming from you know, Southern Africa and across Africa, the, the heartbeat is Lord touch your continent, touch this generation. And I think, I think there's a, there's a goodness to what we have. Um, but, but in terms of your question about heart, I do think the heart's coming from the right place. Um, I think it's coming from a US context. I think it's coming from uh, for the most part, a first world context, which is all that they know. Um, but I think there's something different and unique about the place in which we're writing and and and, and expressing all all the all the, all, all the um, expressions coming from Africa—it's just unique.
0: Okay, well, we'll have to get to the song "Hallelujah." Nice Afro dance beat going there. So, um, if people want to connect with you guys, it doesn't matter that you are now all Americanized on us. We can still follow you. The world is nice and small. Compliments technology. If people want to follow you, Daniel, where do they go?
1: <laughs> uh, well. Obviously, you can find Celebrate Africa anywhere on, online on, on Instagram and Facebook. But if you want to follow us personally, my Instagram handle is daniel.dashal. And then on Facebook, I'm also daniel.dashal. So you can just find me on any of those. Um, but yeah, also just Celebrate Africa music is there as well. So either, either of those.
0: And the song, Hallelujah. So Tommy, how do you meet Denga? How do you know him?
1: Oh, man, I love Denga. Denga
2: so I, so Denga, when, when he was doing, I think, his first album... I met with Denga and just, you know, said, Hey, how, how can we support your first album? Um, he just had an incredible heart about him. And I actually met him through a guy called Judith and Staten who runs a church in Pretoria called brave church, who I love too. And we've just fostered a relationship. We, we did a, we did a United church stadium event in Zimbabwe and I had Denga come up and say, Hey man, I'd love you just to help, you know, lead and, 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 and help, help the nation uh, worship together. And so he came out and spent some time with us in Zimbabwe. And so we've really just, just been intentional at developing a relationship that says, how do we champion each other? And so out of that, we said, hey, look, let's do something. Would you write on this next track with us? And he said, 100%. Um, so yeah, that's basically how, how, the, uh, how the relationship formed. And we've really, ex- we've really been blessed by his contribution on this track. He, he's an amazing artist, an amazing worshiper.
0: Okay, so Denga Takalani is called King D, yes. Now you suddenly know who we're talking about, King D. We play his solo music as well, but he's joined them. And that would be Celebrate Africa on this track, Hallelujah. So who's going to tell me about the song? If I'm going to listen to the song and I'm listening to this funky beat and everything, what is it that you want my heart to hear?
2: When we wrote the song, and Janine, you'll appreciate this. When when we write, we don't, we don't just say, let's just call, do a cool song. We say, okay, God, what do you want to release into people? And we really felt like, in this time where people know the details of disappointment and despair and depression, I mean, it's it's it, it, it's 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 something that's taking a lot of the minds of the youth um, by storm. Is this, Everyone knows the details of, of 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 depression. Everyone knows the details of all the stuff that's that, that's tough and and challenging. Um, and so we, we, when we wrote the song, we wanted people to see and and sing the victory that we have in Jesus before we see it. We wanted them to feel and, and, and sing the, the song of victory before they see it. So what we want people to, to feel is that victory is already there, that we are more than conquerors, according to Romans 8, and that no matter what you face in your car today, no matter what you face when you're going through those doors, no matter what you face when you're going into work, that, that he's already declared victory in Jesus. And that's the impartation. That's, that's what we want people to sense
1: is the victory before we see it.